An analogy I love is the mountains. The mountain tops are high because the valleys are low. Without sorrow, there is no joy. Imperfection brings beauty to the good. And because we know life is imperfect at best, we can find even greater joy, even in the little moments of triumph. Hello beautiful one and welcome back to another beautiful episode on the Good Life Podcast with me, Noor. And me, Mizi Wai. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode. Thank you so much for taking your beautiful time in, you know, wanting to grow, wanting to learn with us. And it's always such a pleasure having you on board with our growing journey. <laughs> and we just want to say thank you very quickly to all of you who have subscribe to us and all of you who have written in to us we get dms quite regularly and we really appreciate each and every one of you writing in and telling us how much our podcast means to you yeah so thank you so much once again for taking your time to write in you know we love reading each and every one of your reflections your life story you know every single one of your life story matters you know your your story deserves to be heard your emotions are valid right and you know in today's episode we can't wait to deep dive on a very exciting topic Mm -hmm. you know i think we did something like this um it was like last year Mm -hmm. you know I shared on um, my personal life lessons mm. and today we're gonna share you know like what we have learned you know like 2021 mm. it has passed by honestly for me like it has passed yeah. by super fast I think everyone's life lessons <laughs> needs to be revised and it updated yeah. post pandemic you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so today's episode is brought to you by Workforce Singapore WSG it is a statutory board under the Ministry of Manpower It helps individuals to meet their career aspirations and secure quality jobs. It also strengthens inclusiveness of workforce in the face of change. To find out more about them, uh, visit www.wsg.gov.sg or you can call your hotline at 6883 5885. Yeah, so thank you so much, Workforce Singapore, for sponsoring this episode. So let's get into today's episode. Mm. So, you know, Ustaz, you know, when, when you think about your life thus far, mm-hmm. especially in, you know, 2021, mm. 2020, 2021 specifically, mm. right? Because we've gone through pretty unprecedented changes that has required a lot of us to kind of really you know look inward Mm -hmm. you know a lot of times um, when we aren't faced with something big it's easy for us to run away Mm. from ourselves run away from the things that we should be confronting but I feel that this pandemic has really forced a lot of us Mm. to really do the the deep work there's no running away from it. Yeah, we can't even literally run away because <laughs> the airports are closed. Yeah, so we literally can't escape. Yeah, we can't escape. So I guess it's it it to me it's a positive, you know, it's a positive that we finally have nowhere else to run except that we confront our own fears, our own worries, you know, and and deal with whatever issues that we have been neglecting or avoiding to address. Yeah, and I think this is something that we should all perhaps be grateful for. Uh, it may be difficult in the beginning, but I believe that when you look back at all that has happened over the last 
24 months thereabouts, I mm-hmm. think there could be also a lot of life lessons that you will derive from your own personal experience that you can add on to our list today. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So today we're going to be sharing eight, but I'm sure there'll be much more that you can add on to this list, yeah. right? So we're going to share with you, you know, eight of our personal favorites, ones that we have, you know, personally gone through, experienced, mm. and we would love to use this opportunity to share with you what we have learned. Yeah, in fact, I told Noor just before this, I said, you know what, each and every one of these life lessons deserves an episode on its own. Yeah. It's so big and so <laughs> significant and so important. Than yeah. and life-changing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it, right? So life lesson number one, no money out there can ever make you truly contented if you're not happy deep inside, mm. right? And I feel that this life lesson, it's all about living life inside out. You know, just like that animation cartoon Inside mm. Out, it's it's precisely yeah, that. My, my kids and I love that show. We watched it ten times. Really, I'm not surprised because <laughs> I love that too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. You know, I feel that when it comes to, you know, money, um, it it is important to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, no doubt. You know, when you do have money, mm-hmm. it brings about the level of comfort. Yeah. Peace, convenience. Stability. Yeah. You mm. don't have to worry day in day out in terms of you know, getting that amount to be able to pay the necessities, right? So having that level of, you know, buying power, it it puts you in a good position, a comfortable position. Yeah, money offers security for sure. And I think, you know, those living in today's uh, times would recognize the importance of money. Um, Plus, there are so many extra expenses that our parents' generation did not have to think about or consider. Yeah. For example, n- not everybody had a mobile phone last time. No. <laughs> not everybody has one. Yeah. So you need money to buy the phone. You need money to pay the bills for the phone. In the past, nobody had to pay internet. There was no internet. But now there is. Yeah. You know? So that's another thing. What else? Um, Netflix subscriptions, Spotify subscriptions yeah. to listen to this podcast. <laughs> and anything else. There's so many other things that we can't even name at the moment. But for sure, there are so many needs for money. So we're not, we're not saying that it's not important. We're just saying that if you're looking for money to make you happy, mm-hmm. that's the wrong place to look at. Yeah, absolutely. Because the issue here is not with money, mm. right? But I feel that it lies in what we tend to expect mm-hmm. from money, yeah. right? You know, you know, if we were to approach life with the mindset of, if only I had a little bit more money, I had a little bit more of this, of that, only then, you know, I will be happy. Mm. Then I'm sorry to break your bubble, you know, you will you will be disappointed. It's like setting certain expectations. Yeah. And also the associations that you put along with money. You say that, like you said, you know, in order for me to be happy, I need to have 100,000 in my savings 200,000 in my investments, mm-hmm. I need to already have a house, I need to have a car. Like all of those things, they're not really going to make you happy. Even if you feel good, you're going to feel good for a short while. Yeah. And then it will go away. Yeah. Mm. It's it's a very short 
short-term, short-lived um, sort of pleasure. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel personally for me, you know, I've been through that phase, you know, I thought like, for example, being in, you know, a high-paying job, right? That would bring about that level of happiness mm-hmm. and recognition. I mean, to a certain extent, yeah. you know, that amount of money that I was making, it was able to bring me to places. I, mm. I was able to have a lot of excess money to mm. spend on luxury stuff. You know, How come you travel? never share with me your excess money? <laughs> Next time I need to check. You have excess money? Do you have excess money today? Can you? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, you know, I think people today, they are getting their perspectives right. Yeah. I feel. I'm, I'm reading into like how the current generation of young people and young adults, um, they are prioritizing better. They, they are looking into areas that would give them a lot more meaning and purpose in life. Yeah. And money is a nice to have. It's a side nice to have. And as long as they have their basic necessities covered, they're good to go. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And you know, one of the things I feel that it is important for us to reflect upon, you know, how we look at money, mm. you know, the kind of uh, meanings and values that we place on money is because when we, again, you know, we look at life thinking money is the answer to everything, mm. including the part of giving us that level of satisfaction mm-hmm. and happiness in life, right? If we go in life thinking that way, trust me, once we get there, once you get there, you achieve all that you need to achieve. You know, it could be that big mansion. Mm. Um, it could be that fancy sport car, whatever it is, right? Mm. Once you achieve that, you won't, you won't feel that feeling that you are expecting to feel. Or maybe you will feel it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this has happened to a lot of people. Um, we, we've all read about the stories of the big Hollywood superstars and the global artists who have made millions upon millions and yet they're still unhappy. Yeah. So why? Is it, if, if money would have solved everything, then they, they would be the happiest people on earth. Yeah. But it clearly isn't. Yeah. So I guess we need to just revise once again what our perspectives are with regards to money and how do we define them? What do they mean in our lives? Yeah. And how big of a role do they play in our lives and how do, how does money influence us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think one exercise that you can do is to kind of reevaluate how you have been spending your money right now. Okay. Right? Because I feel that what you spend your money on, just like what you spend your time on, mm-hmm. it affects your how your outlook of life, right? It affects your general overall um, you know, life experience, right? So, um when you are doing this reflection, thinking about the kind of things that, you know, you are spending on. Mm. You know, there are two types of expenditures, right? One is the experiential type of um, purchase and the other is the material purchase. So experiential purchases are those that are made with the primary intention of acquiring a life experience. Mm. Like, for example, you spend money on traveling, Mm -hmm. education. Mm. These are experiences, right? Material purchases, they are those that are made with the primary intention of acquiring a material good. Mm. So this could be... Possessions. Yeah, possessions, right? Things that are tangible. Like, for example, buying that bag, um, that new shoe, mm-hmm. or that car. Mm-hmm. Oh, that bang. <laughs> right? There was a sound effect to accompany the, the bag. <laughs> yeah, the bag. <laughs> Right? So I think it's important to be able to distinguish the two types of 
purchases because mm. the types and categories of purchases that you tend to spend more on, it will have an impact in terms of how you feel about you, right? Mm. And you know, there was a study that was done to measure the level of happiness that was based on the type of purchases made by people. Mm. So interestingly, 57% of the respondents, they reported they derived greater happiness from their experiential purchase, mm. while only 34% reported you know, um, feeling happy from their material purchase, mm. right? And I can really connect with this mm -hmm. because... You know, for me, I'm a huge fan of, you know, buying, collecting, you know, bags mm. and stuff like that, jewelry. So I buy it and I'm like, ooh, it's nice. Mm. It's fancy, right? I feel happy. Mm. But I can honestly say that feeling of being happy and excited, mm. it stays with me at most uh, a week. Mm. After that, I'm you like... You can give it to me. <laughs> no? <laughs> See, Mizi, this does not make me happy anymore. You can have it now. I'll pass it and on then, to you. Yeah, pass on I'll the pass happiness. On my happiness. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know you. So for as long as I've known you, I've known you as a person who values experience. Uh, you are a big traveler. You love to go what hiking and stuff like that. You yeah. know, um, you invest a lot in in working out. So. I've always known you to be that, and also your your studies, your learning. Yeah. And I and I. I'm on board with that. I'm also somebody who loves experiences, um, but mine more to learning. Mm -hmm. um, and I love traveling because I get to meet people, mm -hmm. people who have different customs and traditions. Um, and I get to network. So I don't know. I, I, I also probably um, belong to this category of the 57% yeah. who derive greater happiness from experiential purchases. Yeah. And I think that, you know, especially going through this tough time where we are in you know a phase where we're restricted to kind of go out um, or we may be going through something personally mm. right mentally emotionally i feel that it is those um experiential sort of experiences that will really help you through the tough times you know you know for me thinking about not being able to travel it's a total bummer. And yeah. I feel that the longer, you know, I feel like, you know, I don't know when exactly it is safe to go out and travel. It affects me, you know, mentally and emotionally. <laughs> but what I do is I practice um, the art of connecting with my past... Travel lived, experience? Yeah, past mm. travel lived experiences. How do you do that? Watch photos? I, I visualize. visualize. Yeah, so I, I, it could be, you know, um, looking back at my past photos. I like to even watch YouTube videos of people, you know, hiking overseas. Mm. Um, you know, they even have like walking tours. <laughs> So I will watch that, you know. Sorry, what? Walking tours, right? They will oh, video. Walking tours. They will okay. video of them, you know, walking through the streets, mm. like for example, in New York or Canada or something you know like that, that. I actually discovered there's actually a um, a website where they they show live scenes of some of the you know most visited places in the world. Like there's a camera that's on twenty four seven. For uh -huh. example, at a at a particular beach somewhere. And it's always on. Wow. So you get to experience that. There's a one camera somewhere in the streets of Paris. And you can always like look at what's... You know, you hear the sounds. You hear sounds of people talking. You hear the, 
you know, the honking of the cars and <laughs> everything. So it's pretty cool, that one. I can't remember what the name of the site is, but there is one. Uh, let, mm. let me know if you manage to find mm. it. I think it would be interesting, right? And I think that the reason why we're able to connect more with those sort of lived experiences is because it really engage, um, you know, our senses, mm. right? All of our senses. Yep. But the when, sight and sound. Correct. But when you think about those static, um, possessions mm. like I mean like you know car yeah they, they make a sound when you start and stuff like that but that's about it mm. you know in terms of the engagements and connections that you're able to make with um, I feel material purchases like it only bag. goes so far like a bag yeah a bag it's fancy it's nice you can touch <laughs> it like ooh nice leather but other than that I mean that's about it like you, you, you can't really engage much with the bag I mean mm. You could go to sleep with it, caress it, but <laughs> there's only so much that you can do with tangible possessions, yeah. I feel. Mm. So I think what we like to share, you know, with um, the listeners out there is, you know, if you find that you are feeling kind of unhappy right now, mm. take a look at what you are spending your time, your money on right now, mm -hmm. right? And if it's possible, enlarge that um, area where you invest your time, your money on experiences yeah yeah all right so let's move on to life lesson number two which is life is not meant to be perfect yeah uh, I, I agree and i feel that the longer we live and go through life experiences the more we realize this truth and this fact if we look around us death disasters the pandemic economic crisis divorces accidents all of that is happening around us as we speak so it's not that we don't know that life is not meant to be perfect. I think a lot of us know this to be a fact. But the issue is we tend to deny this fact exists so, that, so as to create a world in our own mind where we allow ourselves to strive to, go, to get all that we want according to our terms and our timeline. And I feel that this is precisely why we feel this feeling of being stuck mm -hmm. in life. Yeah. Mm. And I feel that when we see life expecting it to be perfect, we continue living in a bubble, mm. right? And when we continue living with a bubble and when things, especially unexpected stuff happen, we won't really be in that position to navigate through that in the mm. way that we should be navigating through it. Mm because when we live life in a bubble you know we tend to be very naive mm. right we think that the world is all you know rosy sunflowers mm. not much rain no turbulence no storms mm. and scully that storm comes mm. you're not prepared you don't have a raincoat no shelter it's no umbrella no nothing reality is gonna pop your bubble yeah mm. and it's gonna hit you really hard mm. it's gonna hit you re really hard and i think that before you allow that to happen to you where you really hit rock bottom again allow yourself to reflect look back reevaluate at all these you know expectations that you have been putting onto yourself and of life itself mm. right because having and continuing to deny the fact that, you know, this world is imperfect. Yep. Continuing to have all these um, unrealistic standards, it will only set you up for failure and disappointment. Yeah. And perfection, like you said, is an unrealistic standard. 
that only sets up us for failure. Mm-hmm. And life can disappoint and not go as planned. Yeah. People can disappoint and not stay as long as you have wanted them to yeah. or preferred them to stay. And our empowerment is in the acceptance that life and people are constantly and imperfectly perfect. Yep. The empowerment stops us from chasing the perfect skin, the perfect relationship, the perfect job, perfect house, perfect life, perfect everything. Oh my God, it's so stressful. <laughs> and it gives us the permission <laughs> to find freedom, to live within our imperfections. The sooner we are able to learn and realize that perfection is not available to us in this world, the sooner we can begin living better lives because of the imperfections and the sooner we are able to appreciate the good we see around us. Change, my dear listeners, is the only constant. Knowing this is a call for us to build our own capabilities instead of relying heavily on external factors to lead our lives. Yeah, you know, I was thinking of the grieving process. When we go through losses in life, we grieve, right? But a lot of times, um, we don't allow ourselves to go through that process of grieving and most times people kind of get stuck in stage one Mm -hmm. which is the denial stage Mm. denying the fact that that loss happened Mm -hmm. right and a case in point the pandemic you know we are all going through a collective loss Mm. the loss of freedom the loss of choice some people, so some people, loss of loved ones. Loss of loved ones. That's mm-hmm. a, a lot, mm. right? And until we allow ourselves to be able to address, you know, and hold space for all these losses that, you know, we are navigating through, mm. feel that sense, we'll continue to feel that sense of heaviness because True. we will be carrying this baggage mm. as we move through life. Yeah. An analogy I love is the mountains. The mountain tops are high because the valleys are low. Without sorrow, there is no joy. Imperfection brings beauty to the good. And because we know life is imperfect at best, we can find even greater joy, even in the little moments of triumph. I probably have not climbed mountains as much as you have, but <laughs> I've had one, of you, one or two experiences overseas. And I do understand what it means like when I stood at the top of a mountain in Egypt mm-hmm. when I was a student and we climbed up, it was a four hour hike, so five hours, four hours. We climbed up at about midnight and we arrived uh, at sunrise. It was beautiful wow. at 5 a.m. But it was freezing, you know, it was like the temperature wasn't really cold. It was like 10 degrees, but mm-hmm. the wind was like 70 kilometers per hour. In, wow. my, in my head, it was that fast and it was so cold. <laughs> and you're like, I, I was wearing like seven layers, I think. <laughs> but yeah, that's just me. Um, so that's another nice analogy, I thought. Um, no, no, what's the next one? The life lesson that we want to share with you, it's this. Everything good, important and gold, it takes time. Yeah. Right? The time factor. Yeah, time is something that we need to allow ourselves to honor, mm-hmm. right? I think if you were to take a look at all those things that you have done, that you tend to rush yourself mm. in doing, you tend to not really enjoy the process so much. Because there was no process. Yeah, it was it's just, just, like, just like A, a to, to, to B, right? Mm. There's no 
A, point one, point two. Yeah. There's none of that. So you don't get to enjoy. The, the process doesn't even exist. And I think because of that, you you lose that opportunity to be present in that moment yeah. of doing whatever you're doing. So, you know, when a year passes mm-hmm. and you try to, you know, recollect and reflect in terms of the stuff that you have done, a lot of it will, will really seem like a blur, like a, what did I really do? Mm. I, I, I completely agree. I feel that whatever we do in life, and we can use the travel analogy again, you want to go from location A to B, it's, it's not about arriving at your destination as much as it is about the things and people that you meet along the way. True. Yeah. You you go to the airport. You you're taking this bus or whatever vehicle that brings you to the other place. It's the sceneries. When you're on the train, you're looking out. Um, you see the villages. You see um, the weather. And like it's all of those things combined. That's what makes it beautiful. Mm-hmm. So in the same way in life. You know, we get so fixated on the end goal and the end destination, which yeah. is important. But enjoy yourself along the way. Because if you try to rush, there's a saying that goes, you cannot rush perfection. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, although perfection here that is not literal. Uh, <laughs> but we, we cannot do it and yet expect to have a quality life. Yeah, mm. absolutely. You know, using the analogy of the travel, I think what makes the trip most memorable is when I recall what really happened during the trip, not just like the start, the mm, end, mm. right? If you, you took out the, the what happened during the trip. Yeah, the in-betweens. I mean like, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing much. Mm. There's nothing much that you really experience yeah. other than, okay, getting your passport chopped, yeah. eating plain food. Mm. That That's about it, mm. right? And I feel that that is life, but you know it's more of an extended, long form sort of a travel. And I, and I see each and every one of us as travelers. We are all travelers mm. on this earth, mm-hmm. right? And for us to be able to really be present, to enjoy and embrace our lives, we have to allow ourselves to trust the process that we are going through. And it is the art of slowing down. Yeah. So I guess the problem here is, Noor, is that a lot of us, we discount the actual experience we go through yeah. in getting to where we want to be. And I feel that that's where we often lose sight of ourselves too. Mm-hmm. We get lost in the whole entire process of living and being. If you look historically at all those breakthroughs, the story is never just about the key insight. It's never just about the ending. Like Imagine a book where it's chapter 1 and chapter 30. And they skip everything in between. <laughs> how, how boring would that book be? Yeah. You know? So imagine that. Yeah, it's also about what led up to it and what followed it and everything else. So by giving our thinking that sufficient space, we unlock the full potential of our minds and allow them the freedom and ability to discover the connections that we are having trouble making. It is this incubation process happening subconsciously that makes such moments of insight seems like sudden breakthroughs. It is when we really see ourselves grow. Yeah, so I I think, you know, to end of this point is don't resist what is, right? Mm -hmm. I think when we try so hard to control everything, to have very, um, you know, fixed 
you know, non-flexible sort of timelines in our lives, mm-hmm. we lose sight of a lot of things, right? Because we just get so fixated on True. wanting to achieve that. Mm-hmm. You know, even if something awesome and amazing that, you know, passes by us, I can tell you, mm-hmm. we won't even realize that that happened, mm. right? So don't resist what is, mm. but really allowing yourself to move through what you naturally need to move through, right? Working mm. through it and mm. allow yourself to to flow in this journey called life. True. Right? So this is the power of slow, you know, with patience, with discipline, with hard work, you know, eventually you will stumble upon that breakthrough. What is, I like that sound, the power of slow. Is there a book titled by that? Um... You should write one if you... If there isn't one, <laughs> maybe I should title it. I know there's a book that, that's about fast and slow. It's a very popular book. I can't remember the exact title. I'll, I'll Google it now. But okay, let's go on to the next <laughs> point first. Yeah, well, well Ustad um, actually Googles that. Let's move on to the next one, right? The next life lesson that we would love to share with you is this. Knowing alone is not enough. One needs to experience, you know, apply what has been learned and make mistakes, mm. right? And, you know, this is a, a quote that um, my lecturer actually shared, and I really liked it. You know, he said this, to learn and not to do is really not to learn. Mm-hmm. And to know and not to do is really not to know. Can you repeat that? I'm to a bit lost. <laughs> <laughs> to learn and not to do is really not to learn. Mm-hmm. And to know and not to do is really not to know. Okay. Right? So Sounds like Yoda a bit, but your lecturer. <laughs> <laughs> is he a Star Wars fan? I know, but he, he's a very philosophical sort of dude. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like it. <laughs> but I really connected with this quote because, mm. you know, and I feel that in life, right, you know, just knowing it is not enough. Mm. Right? And just learning and just stopping there it is simply not enough because mm. for us to be able to materialize and achieve the goals, we must apply and do, mm. right? You know, just being willing to do something, it is not enough. We must do. Yep. And, you know, it is one thing, you know, writing down, because I feel that a lot of times we tend to overthink, we overplan, we spend most of our time you know, sitting down and planning and planning and planning, <laughs> right? I mean, like planning, it's good. You need some form of a plan, a blueprint to kind of guide you in terms of what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But if, again, you know, right, a majority of your time is spent doing that and not so much doing, then there is something wrong there, yep. right? There, I think there is, you know, an underlying thing that you are not allowing yourself to confront. Mm. It could possibly be due to that fear of trying, that fear of, you know, failing, yeah. which is causing you to just get stuck in the planning phase and not the doing phase. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess what we're trying to say here, because, you know, earlier we said, don't rush into it. Now we're saying do it. So I think what's important is that you must give yourself the time and the space to at least um, think about what you want to do and have, a, have some plans with regards to it. As I know that some of you may feel a bit anxious when you don't really have a proper plan in place. 
and some of you feel really restless when you plan too much. <laughs> so it has to be in moderation, everything yeah. in moderation, and make sure at the end of the day things get done, because knowing alone is not enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's really trial and error. There's no fix, to you me, know, one me, life, person fits all. Life formula. is trial and error. Yeah. Life, yeah, yeah, and I feel that we will really learn what what works for us mm-hmm. through trying, right? I mean, like you know, we True. go for all these uh, talks, webinars. We go to school. Mm-hmm. We we gain so much knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't doubt that. You know, people don't know stuff. I'm sure a lot of us we know a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, but the 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 issue here is what are we doing with all this stuff mm. that we have collected inside here in mm. our minds? Like, what what are we really doing with it? Right, and I feel that through seeing ourselves practice it, seeing ourselves fail, going through you know the challenges, mm-hmm. we learn you know what works, you know what what doesn't work. Right, yep. and you know, again, the hard bit—it's not gathering info because we are living in a time where info is super accessible with just like one click. It's abundant. It's abundant. I mean, mm. at times it can be overwhelming. <laughs> like, really, there's so much information. So the issue here is not oh, I, I can't have access to information. Mm. There's so much resources out there, right? But I think the the challenging part it lies in, you know, allowing ourselves to execute, implement what we know, mm-hmm. right? So if today you find yourself stuck in wherever you are in life, it's time to take action, mm-hmm. right? You know, and taking action, it can be scary, honestly, especially if it is you trying to do something which is completely out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I feel what helps is for you to be, you know, aware that you have this fear, Right? Don't tell yourself that, oh, you know, I don't have fears. Be aware that, yeah, you know, you are fearing something. Allow that fear to surface, right? Because that's the only way for you to be able to be, um, you know, aware and to confront what you need to confront, to work through what you need to work through, mm-hmm. right? Confidence, you know, a lot of times the goals people have, you know, one of them, it's I want to be this confident person to be able to make, you know, my own decisions and stuff like that, right? But confidence is not like um, a thing that you just read and be like, yeah, you know, I'm super confident. It is through you actually going through stuff. It is built through seeing yourself try and attempt things, fail and then get back up and do it again. Yeah, very true. Another example would be in your career. If you're looking for a job that is right for you and to gauge if your knowledge, skills and attributes are relevant to the current job market, you need to allow yourself to, to gain some first-hand experience. Okay? So, for example, the initiative by Workforce Singapore called Career Trial allows you to do just that. How it works is that it is a short-term work stint where you can gain work experience and enhance your employability as a result. You will receive training allowance from WSG Workforce Singapore and retention incentives if you stay in the same job for three months or more. You can be offered a job by an employer with a starting pay of $750 a month for part-time role or $1,500 a month for a full-time role. 
So, if you are an unemployed Singaporean aged 16 years and above who have completed your studies or NS, you can check this out. For more information on career trial, head on over to sgunitedjobsandskills.sg that's sgunitedjobsandskills.sg or visit Workforce Singapore's Careers Connect located at Paya Lebar, Tampines and Woodlands. At the Careers Connect, you can also get job search tips, career advice or connect with the officers. Yeah, so I think this is a really good initiative, you know, for you guys to actually tap on the career trial, mm. right? If you're looking to, you know, um, gain that experience, you know, because the only way for you to really learn is, for example, right, in the job, is for you to be in a job, to be in a company, to see, you know, how it's like, you know, to see whether you're able to perform, you know, the job mm. well, whether you're able to, you know, fit in with the company's, like, you know, values and stuff like that. Mm. So, you know, check this out. You've got nothing to lose, seriously. Yep. <laughs> right, so moving on to live lesson number five, and it's this, comparison is the thief of joy. And I know, you know, this is a very common common quote that mm -hmm. we hear a lot mm -hmm. so the thing with this is that you know when we hear about you know people's unhappiness you know the people's feelings of just not being satisfied with whatever they have today mm -hmm. if you take a look at the root of it all it is comparison comparison of the self with something or someone out there Right. And, you know, when we compare ourselves to what others have or simply how they are, we are essentially making ourselves feel downright inadequate and deflated. Mm. Right. And I feel that this happens so much that we let it happen on, you know, such an unconscious basis. Mm. Right. And I feel that it, it is like so automated. We don't even realize that we are doing it to ourselves. True. It is so automated that we don't even, you know, challenge, we don't even think about challenging, you know, all these thoughts that we have mm -hmm. about ourselves, about life, about, you know, even our need to have to compare. Why do we keep, you know, automatically going into that unconscious need to compare. Mm. And I feel that, you know, living in a time of, you know, um, social media, I feel that it has been used as that platform, right? For people to flaunt every aspect of their lives. And when we look at that, we naturally tend to have this tendency mm -hmm. to have this high expectation mm -hmm. on ourselves to, for example, be earning a certain amount, you know, to be owning, you know, that latest stuff, that bag or whatever, to have that perfect home or that hashtag relationship goals <laughs> to look a certain way. So there are so, so, so many aspects yeah. that we can potentially and are actually doing that right now mm. to ourselves. And I feel that it is inevitable, you know, that when we go into that cycle... Of, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. When we compare ourselves that way, that demoralize ourselves, mm. that see ourselves as never enough, as inadequate, we will go down that hole, that path, that will bring us to a path of great sadness, inadequacy, and despair right mm -hmm. and so if you find that you have been doing this to yourself mm. right 
one of the ways to get yourself through that issue is you have to first be aware that you are actually doing this to yourself. You have mm. to be aware that this is actually a problem, yeah. an issue that you are facing, mm-hmm. right? And secondly, is to know that this issue it's not going to be solved and resolved overnight because I feel that the issue of comparing the self with others, it's often a very deep-rooted one. It's not like, you know, you wake up tomorrow and you're like, oh, I want to, you know, compare myself with another person and just make me feel very crappy about myself. <laughs> we, we don't do that, right? I mean, like we as human beings, we are made to be able to connect with others and ourselves. Mm-hmm. We won't, we won't, consciously want to do that it's Mm. often done on that unconscious basis Mm. and it's because it's done on an unconscious basis and it often goes back all the way to our past it requires time yeah Mm. you know probably it could be a time when you were young right maybe you had a sibling Mm -hmm. and your parents were like you know why can't you just be like your brother or your sister Mm -hmm. you know why can't you score like you know 99 your brother scored like 100 Mm. so these are the things if you have been exposed to such an environment that always makes you feel like oh my god you know my parents will never be be you know proud of me because they will always see me as someone who will never be good enough for them yeah and it stretches all the way to school yeah. You compare grades with your friends. Yeah. I know that today, you know, um, our government is trying to minimize that, but it's it's something that you can't really help. The damage also has been done. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then people bring this all the way to their careers. Yeah. And it just doesn't end. I know. When you retire, crazy. then you look your retirement quality of life. Is it better than mine? <laughs> you know. So yeah, it's it's a it's a very negative, um, you know, thinking cycle to have. But I think one way to counter that, Noor, is to just be grateful with what you have. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think also taking that time to, again, you know, using that approach of the art of taking it slow, mm-hmm. right? Pause to take a, around you right now. I mean, like, yeah, you know, you may not have it all, like what you see others are having it, you mm-hmm. know, on social media. But take that time to think about what you do have, that is providing that value Mm. in your life, that is helping you to breathe, you know, to move through the next moment, the next day, Mm. you know, things like that, right? Yeah, and then just a quick update. Um, There is a book entitled The Power of Slow. Oh, really? Who is it written by? It's written by Christine Louise Holbaum, 101 Ways to Save Time in Our 24-7 World. And I also found the book that I was referring to, uh, it's called Thinking Fast and Slow. It's by Daniel Kahneman. I think that's how you pronounce his name. <laughs> Thinking Fast and Slow. Yeah. Cool. So people have studied this going slow thing and yeah. how it benefits us <laughs> in a world that is rapidly changing. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, taking things slow has its great benefits, which is why, you know, for example, doing our prayers, engaging, doing our meditation, those are mindfulness techniques, right? To mm. really force ourselves to slow down in a time where it's always pushing ourselves mm-hmm. to go, 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 mm. right? And, you know, going back um, to the, the issue of, you know, trying to compare ourselves, right? I feel another exercise that, you know, um, the listeners out there could also try mm. is to do this reflection exercise of writing down who you are actually comparing yourself to Mm. right now, Mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, we talk a lot about awareness, right? 
So, firstly, you need to be aware of who you are. You know, it, it could be a particular name mm. or it could, could be a type, mm. a type or a group mm. of people that you tend to compare yourself to, mm-hmm. right? The next question to ask yourself is, what is it about their lives that you feel inadequate about? What is it when you look at their lives? You, you feel, feel inferior. Yeah, you feel inferior. You feel like, oh my God, I feel like I'm missing out a lot in my life. And mm. I feel that, you know, they have it better than me. So I need you to be able to pinpoint what, what aspect you feel that you are severely missing out on, right? So, you know, for example, if you were to compare yourself to an influencer posting fabulous pictures mm. of their travel life. Yeah. So think about what is it about their life that makes you feel sad, that makes you feel not good enough? You know, could it be that when you look at their life, their pictures that they post, it reminds you of the lack of freedom that you currently have? Mm. You know, maybe it reminds you of the lack of recognition that you currently have. Because when they post their pictures, they've got like a bajillion likes, <laughs> right? They're, they're like, you know, super out there. People know. People know them, True. right? So maybe looking at them reminds you of something about yourself that you are severely lacking or it's not really being met. Yeah, right? I think it, it also includes your insecurities. I think at this moment, you'll discover what your real insecurities are yeah. and then you can, you know, do something about it. Yeah. yeah, because when you're able to identify and be aware of what your insecurities are, mm-hmm. you're able to work through it, right? Yeah. You are in a better position to explore options that can help you overcome it. Mm. All right, life lesson number six, what you focus on grows. Yeah. If much of your mind space is on negative thinking, <coughs> you will live a negative pessimistic life. Negative thinking thrives in environments that want it to grow and flourish. So if you are creating a mind space that makes negative thinking comfortable, it will want to stay and marinate there longer. Yeah. What you think, you create. What you feel, you attract. What you imagine, you become. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I find that especially when it comes to negative thinking, it is very mm. infectious, right? Once it plants the seeds there yeah. in your mind, mm-hmm. And once you tell it, okay, I give you permission to just grow, mm. right? It will grow, right? And, and it won't just, you know, dominate your mind here. You can feel it in every ounce and aspect of your body. Mm. Like, you know, toxins are just infiltrating your, your, your body and just mm. taking control over your life. And mm. it can feel very heavy Mm. you know once negative thinking takes control of you yeah what you focus on grows that's why i think whenever i focus on my belly it keeps growing so (laughs) guys focus on the right stuff (laughs) sorry um here's an exercise okay for every one of you to do number one write down what is your focus right now maybe you're looking at your finances you're thinking about your relationships your friendship your career okay what is on your mind mostly and what is it uh, focused on? Yeah. What, are, what are you thinking about right now? Number two, once you get an understanding as to what you focus on, this is where your power of awareness comes in to help you decide what you want to do with that information. Basically, it's just about being a lot more conscious about what you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, Because most of the times, we're just passively moving on with life and allowing whatever thought to just pass through our minds. 
Uh, and then the next thing you can do is to ask yourself how long those thoughts have been your focus in your life. For all you know, you'll be surprised that some of these thoughts, they've been around for a decade. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Reflect upon what you have done thus far to address those negative thoughts. Have you ever tried to talk to someone about it? A friend? A coach? A therapist? Nor? <laughs> or maybe? You, and if you have tried talking to someone about it, how did it go? Was it effective? Reflect on those things. Yeah. If it was not effective, what else can you do to consider your options moving forward? So the more you train your mind to look for options, the more your mind will start to look for new ways of doing things and in new ways of finding solutions. Yeah, I, I like that, you know, that um, questioning technique because I think it really forces you to be able to systematically kind of look at, you know, firstly, what is the problem? And then you go into understanding, you know, the root you go into understanding what has been done on your part, if any, to be able to tackle those problems, right? If nothing or very minimal effort has been done to tackle those problems and you are expecting yourself to not think about it, then again, it's something that's unrealistic, right? So this is really about you having that honest conversation with yourself in terms of, you know, whether have you really explored what you need to explore to overcome what you want to overcome. So, life lesson number seven. So, this is the second last one. Don't let anyone decide your worth, mm. right? I think this is so important. You are in charge of defining your worth, not your parents, no matter how much you love and respect them, not your partner, no matter how much you adore them, mm. not to your friends, not your children, not your boss, not anybody else on this earth, right? Please remember this, that you define your worth, mm -hmm. right? I feel, again, you know, I think this, again, you know, is something that a lot of us, we know, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, we define our worth, right? You know, nobody should tell us how we should view ourselves. But when it comes to really practicing it, it doesn't really fall through, mm. Right, And I feel there is a reason as to why sometimes it may be really hard for us to be able to connect with our true worth. It may be really hard for us to remind ourselves that our worth is not tied to, you know, that breakup, that, you know, um, that retrenchment or whatever failures and setbacks. Right. And I think the reason, you know, it's sometimes really hard to do that because it goes back to our past conditioning. Mm. Again, you know, if this is something that has been deeply rooted, we have been reminded and conditioned to think that way about ourselves, to mm. look, you know, to look at our worth being dependent on our achievements out there. Then it's natural that as we go through life and we, if we don't actually address that conditioning, that belief about ourselves, mm -hmm. we would use that and apply in our present day life as well. Yeah. I guess you, you will not face this unless you've experienced something like people not giving you their time of day like mm. when you request to talk to someone or meet someone and they're like no you're not important i'm yeah. putting you you know behind others who are waiting in line when 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 you get treated that way you start to wonder about your worth yeah but i think the way to do to go around it is to know your worth first and if somebody mistreats you like that you know that you're more than free to walk away mm -hmm. or to go to someone else yeah. and and re-establish re your, your worth as a person. Um, don't also 
I, I guess it's also useful, Noor, to revisit how we think about our own self-worth based on past experiences. Yep. Maybe you've been in relationships where after committing and giving so much, your partner, your ex-partner now, mm-hmm. just abandoned you yeah. with with no uh, heads up. Yeah. You know, like suddenly, like, oh, you mean I'm I'm that easy yep. for you to just... Um, leave. Push, and, yeah, leave yeah. and put, put me aside. So these things will damage a person's perspective of their own self-worth. Yeah. Right? Uh, and, and you need to... I know I would recommend reading books on how to rebuild your self-esteem and your self-confidence. And once you realize all of this and you know all of your strengths, what you offer, what you bring, that's when you feel good about yourself again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel that especially, you know, for the listeners out there, if you have been through, um, you know, painful past that have, you know, time and time again reminded you that, you know, you are not worthy, mm. you know, you're someone that can can just be disposed, you are just someone that can be, you know, just treated like replaced. an object, yeah, replaced, you mm. know, things, it's painful to be able to be reminded, you know, of things like that. But if this is something that you have honestly gone through, you know, what I would highly recommend is for you to be able to talk to a therapist, to be able to work through those parts of you because perhaps you know Mm. when those things happened to you at that time you didn't really have the opportunity to Mm. be able to process all of those painful hard intense emotions Mm. perhaps at that time what your mind could handle was to just suppress Mm. all of those emotions and Mm. we all know you know what you know living a suppressed and repressed sort of life would lead to right Mm. It, it does not end up good Mm. right it eats you up on the inside so you know look allow yourself to be able to confront all those you know really hurt parts of you parts that are still very much needing your attention you know grieve through what you need to grieve through because all those parts of you they are valid and they deserve to be hurt they Mm. deserve to be processed and it deserves to be healed right you will only see yourself grow when you heal through those parts that are still hurting you yeah and it it is a traumatic experience that can literally pull a person's self-worth and esteem down so low when you for example somebody just walks out of a relationship with you it makes you feel so small and insignificant that it, it results in you forgetting your worth. Mm-hmm. But I need you to remember that your worth is not tied to a relationship and to the breakup or the divorce. Yeah. You know, Our worth is not tied to our relationship status, to how much money we make, to whether someone gossips about us or scolds us or praises us, or whether we had a hard week or an easy one. It's not tied to any of that. So that means that our worth is not something anyone can take away from us. Mm. We own it. We hold it. I feel that one way to not let something or someone define us is a reminder that we are only human. That means that we will make mistakes. We will go through setbacks and have difficult weeks, have unproductive days, go through breakups and so on and so forth. All of that can happen. And this is related to the earlier point where we shared about that life is not meant to be perfect. When we truly internalize this, my dear listeners, we normalize the abnormalities. We start acknowledging that adversities and change is part of life, part of this human journey. Yeah, wise words. Let's move on to life lesson number eight. This is the last one, right? And it's this. It is never too late to start chasing your dreams. Mm. 
And I feel that many people in life, they will get to, you know, a certain age, right? And they would, you know, think to themselves, I wish I had done that. I wish I had done this, right? And I feel that it's time to really stop thinking like that and realize that you are never too old to achieve your goals and your dreams, right? Again, you know, um, uh, related to the point that we brought up earlier, what you focus on grows, right? If you keep telling yourself that I'm too old, you know, I don't have it within me to do it, then your mind will seek out things and experiences to be able to reaffirm that belief that you have about yourself, right? If all you think about are missed opportunities and the what ifs, Mm -hmm you will most definitely hit a roadblock in your life, mm-hmm. right? Because you are paving, paving that way for yourself to hit that roadblock. Yes, you pave <laughs> and you parve and you <laughs> huff and puff, Nora, until you, until you see it and happen. you blow the, you, the house. You, you know how, what is the best way to deal with this number eight thing? Is to read stories, inspiring stories of people in their 40s who, you know, finished their first degree. People in their 50s who failed in their first company and rebuilt it into a million dollars. You know, people who had uh, a failed marriage and then found love again at 60. Yeah. These are the kind of stories that will make you feel like, hey, it's never too late for me to start chasing my it's dreams. It's possible for me. It's possible. Yeah. I love those stories. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel that those are the kind of stories that keep your hope alive, mm. that makes you believe that, hey, it is possible. If they can do it, why can't I? Yeah, why mm. can't I? I mean, like, I'm no different. I'm, I'm a human being like they are as well, mm. right? We have the exact same 24 hours <laughs> as well. So like, what makes me any different, right? And I feel again, you know, when you focus your healing journey on things that inspire you, that motivate you, you will also find yourself in a space to actually really want to grow, right? Mm. So I feel that, you know, even though you have been through um, you know, failed dreams. And maybe that have stopped you from wanting to ever dream again, from wanting to ever believe again. Mm-hmm. But please don't let one, two, or a couple experiences, failed experiences that you've been through, tell you that you don't deserve to ever dream again, that yep. you don't deserve to ever meet or love someone ever again, right? So the key is to not, never stop dreaming. As long as you are breathing you're alive, <laughs> you're allowed to dream. Mm. It, dreaming is not a crime. <laughs> yeah. Although many of us harbor a deep desire to seek change in our lives with all of these dreams that we have in our minds, we often turn away, unfortunately, from opportunities and experiences because the reasons to not do them weigh heavier than the reasons to do them. Often we believe that it's too little too late. We mm-hmm. become so fearful of taking a risk and failing that we stay where we are even though it doesn't bring us the joy we truly seek. Yeah, and I see this happening a lot, right? You know, it could be in our jobs. Mm-hmm. It could even be in relationships. Mm. We, could, we, we know that it is not good. We know that we won't be happy if we stay wherever we are today. But there's just something within us that just can't help to prefer to choose that route of just staying in that painful situation. Mm. So, uh, you know, 
if you want to bring about change in your life, you need to start now and start working and doing things you've not tried yet. In order to get different results, you need to do different things. Yes. It may not be big steps or major changes, but even the smallest steps taken towards change is better than nothing at all. So, for example, in the career context, for those of you who are looking for that opportunity to join in a whole new different industry and you don't have the direct experiences and skills, we've got great news for you to consider. Because the SG United Mid-Career Pathways Program by WSG is a company attachment program that provides mid-career individuals the opportunity to gain industry-relevant experience. The program duration is up to six months and you can get a training allowance of up to $3,800. This program is for all Singapore citizens and permanent residents. To apply, select for workplace attachment if you are mid-career seeking attachment under government support on my career's future. To find out more, log on to sgunitedjobsandskills.sg. That's sgunitedjobsandskills.sg. Yeah, I think this is a great, um, you know, another great initiative for you to also consider if, you know, you are a point uh, in your life right now where you are in a job, um, that you don't find so exciting or fulfilling anymore and you want to just, you know, hop over to something totally different and you maybe have the fear of like, oh no, you know, I, I probably have to start from scratch and I, I, I don't know whether the employers will really take me because I don't have the necessary direct skills, right? And I feel that, you know, the initiative by um, WSG, the SG United Mid-Career Pathways Program, it allows you, you know, mid-career switches, it allows you to be able to hop on into something that is totally different, something that you're interested to try out for yourself. So mm. you could be someone late 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, whatever it is, right? And if you still have that dream of wanting to do something different, mm -hmm. start totally afresh, this is the opportunity. Yep. You know, I would highly recommend for you to check out and try it for yourself. Yeah. All right, so thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to today's episode, Eight Life-Changing Lessons That You Need to Know Today. And I hope that you've taken down some notes and you've reflected on some of these key points. Each, each and every one of these is a gem, I feel. Mm -hmm. And like we said earlier in the opening, feel free to add on to make it a 10, an 11, a 15, whatever that <laughs> makes you feel happy seeing that list. Uh, and do pass it around. Do share this link with others. Uh, as we believe that there are a lot of things that people can benefit from. If you can't relate to all eight, I'm sure you can relate to at least a few, right? Yep. So share this around. Thank you so much in advance. Yeah, thank you so much, you guys. And you know, now we're in the month of October, a few months shy from the end of the year. And I feel that, you know, you don't have to wait till the last date of this year for you to like sit down at your table and New Year's like, resolution. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't wait till then, right? Mm. I want you to start today. Start today, start reflecting on what you have learned in your unique lived experiences. Mm. Write them out, create that list because I feel that it is through, you know, deep introspection and reflection where you are able to create and develop better goals for yourself mm -hmm. come 2022. I'm still processing 2020, <laughs> no? Yes, me too. My mind is still like, okay, wait, uh, 
processing, processing. <laughs> okay, guys. So today's episode is brought to you by Workforce Singapore as uh, WSG. Uh, it is a statutory board under the Ministry of Manpower, and it helps individuals meet their career aspirations and secure quality jobs. It strengthens inclusiveness of workforce in the face of change. To find out more, visit www.wsg.gov.sg, or you can call the hotline at six double eight three five double eight five. That's six double eight three five double eight five. Yeah, so thank you so much, Workforce Singapore, for sponsoring this episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give us a follow. Don't forget to do that. You can also follow us on our Instagram, the Good Life underscore podcast, and feel free to share it with your loved ones as well. We can't wait for you to listen to the next episode. In the meantime, be bold, be beautiful, and stay the amazing you that you are. Take care, dear one. Bye. Bye.